0: From Kentucky, greetings and welcome to another release of The Barrel Report, the podcast that gets you behind the barrel of your favorite Kentucky bourbons. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Adam Johnson, director of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. And in today's release, we are in Bowling Green, Kentucky, visiting with Clay Smith, uh, the head distiller of Corsair Distillery. Now, a founding member of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Craft Tour, Corsair has been at the forefront of the craft distilling movement with their innovative and experimental releases. Uh, always love talking to those guys, seeing what's new, seeing what they're working on next, what new expressions they just have coming to market. They're always up to something fun. So we hope you guys enjoy learning about that, about their vast portfolio, their multiple locations, how to visit them in Bowling Green, and much, much more. But first, in some industry news, I think as you guys know, uh, this is the week for Angels MV's uh, grand opening. From what we are hearing from the team there, you do want to get your tickets uh, for the first couple tours when they're open to the public uh, online. You want to book those as soon as possible from what we're hearing. Uh, really busy there in downtown Louisville. So go to angelsenvy.com slash distillery for details. And their, web, their new website is really good. It can hook you up with uh, all the info you need on tours. And as we talked about last week, the Jep Distillery is now open to the public after they had their uh, grand opening on Friday. We attended and the place is beautiful, uh, really has an eye toward events and concerts, not just uh, the production side of things. Uh, the bar area is also well done, uh, just as their drinks are, they're making a lot of great stuff in house. I think our favorite was the handmade uh, Bloody Marys we had, highly recommend those when you guys visit. Uh, one quick uh, housekeeping note, with Thanksgiving fast approaching, any of you guys coming to visit us on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, just know, you know we'll be closed uh, on the holiday but we will resume our normal hours afterwards. So keep an eye on our website, kybronetraill.com, and click on the individual distillery pages on the left-hand side of the page uh, for specifics on which distillery you might be visiting. So without further ado, we're going to turn things over to Clay down there in BG. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. We'll also have our normal break for Name That Distillery. Uh, This one's going to be a tough one, so stay tuned for that. And we appreciate you guys listening, telling a friend, and enjoy the rest of this interview with Clay. All right, welcome back, everybody. Adam Johnson here with the KDA, and I am in beautiful Bowling Green, Kentucky. I'm at Corsair Distillery, excuse me, and I'm joined by... Clay Smith. And Clay, what do you do here at Corsair? Uh,
1: I am the senior head distiller... For Corsair Distillery, um,
0: I like to make whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> you do it very well, and you do it in a couple different spots, right? So you, you guys have two locations.
1: Yep, yeah, we have three now. Three, um, Excuse me. which right. is uh, two of them are in, in Nashville, Tennessee, and then our original location here in Bowling Green, uh, downtown Bowling Green, right off the square. So yeah.
0: Now, how long have you guys been? up and running? Because I feel like you guys are almost... Are you guys almost the grandfathers of kind of smaller distilling in the United States? I feel like you guys are one of the better known names in, well, in this we, sphere.
1: We, yeah, we certainly weren't the first, um, but we we got on the train very early, um, eight years ago. Uh, so Which is, it
0: seems like forever ago, right? Yeah.
1: the uh, Well, technically, the the company incorporated in 07, uh, so a little little more than eight years ago uh, almost nine now um so yeah we've been doing that uh started out here in Bowling green um and uh because of some of the the laws that uh would not allow us to distill in tennessee the the owners of the company are from tennessee uh and actually uh always intended to have uh, a distillery there but uh, some of the laws weren't um uh, allowing them to do so. So we worked very hard uh, to get those laws changed. And in 2010, we opened our second facility down in Nashville. Uh, and then this year, uh, 2016, we opened a third facility in Nashville as well.
0: And are you guys doing like malting and stuff there?
1: We Yes. Uh, we do have a um, – Derek has a, a small family farm. Uh, I say small. It's about 400 acres. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's kind of a hobby farm that we are uh, malting our own grains, uh, not for all of our products, but uh, definitely for some of the more inter- uh, interesting and uh, one-of-a-kind stuff. We are malting, we are smoking our own grains, uh, and uh, you know, slowly but surely moving toward that uh, ground-to-glass model. So,
0: Well, you talk about grains and smoking grains. I mean, that's what you guys are known for, is really taking some unique... Uh, spins or taking some u- unique—I uh, don't know what's the word I want—interpretations um, of just different mash bills and grain combinations and smoke characteristics. I feel like just we're here looking at the number of products you have here in your tasting room. <laughs> I mean, could you even name them all? I mean, uh, that'd be a good test of uh, your yeah memory. I, I could do. I could do that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is quite an array here, so. Are you guys just, just kind of tinkers? Or you just like to mess around?
1: We love experimentation, uh, and it, it's one of the foundations of the company uh, ever since uh, the inception of the company um, was to kind of figure out what's possible with whiskey. Uh, being situated here in Nashville and in, in, in Kentucky, uh, we're kind of in the heart of big bourbon country and big Tennessee whiskey country. Uh, so as a small distiller we didn't want to play uh, by their rules. Uh, we certainly couldn't play the age game. We certainly couldn't play the volume game um, that these guys do. We're just on a totally different level. So we had to t- to sort of find an avenue and a niche that, that made sense for us. And that was uh, experimenting with a number of different spirits. Um, everything from from gins to uh, our whiskeys and rums. Uh, and what it boils down to is we are spirits lovers, uh, in, in general. Uh, our main focus is whiskey and our probably our main focus for a long time has been, uh, malt whiskeys. So, uh, because you can do a little bit more with them, they're a little less restricted than, than bourbon. Um, but as we've grown as a company, uh, we've been able to kind of wrap our minds around how do we want to approach bourbon as a, a distillery that is sort of known for experimentation um how do you tackle that really big bear of tradition
0: so So can you talk about that because i think we're nosing and tasting on something are you yeah or is that under wraps still or is it no uh, no
1: we can we can talk about this this is uh what you've got is is a little bit of our um which will become a a four-year rye um and our rye which is a Maryland style rye, uh, or closer to a Maryland style rye than 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 some, uh, it's a little sweeter, it's a little broader, it's not as spicy, um, and it's uh, sort of peppery character or anything like that. We use a portion of what's called chocolate rye; it's a heavily roasted brewer's grain to uh, to soften the palate on on that one, um, and. Even with the, the type of equipment that, we, that we, have, we have, we're kind of collectors of stills too. We have about six, seven uh, different styles of stills that we use. Um, uh, majority of, of that product is produced on our um, pre-prohibition era uh, still that is a little bit inefficient. So it carries over a lot of the grain characteristics with it in the final distillation as well. Um, This amount uh, of, or these, these few barrels that we have of this particular rye was, was done here in Bowling Green on our 50 gallon pot still, um, which is uh, kind of like the Swiss army knife of, of stills. It can do pretty much anything you want, but it's rather small in its capacity. Um, So the way that it was distilled and, and sort of the, not only the cuts that are made, but just how the still behaves, uh, Really, kind of impacts the the flavor of the.
0: I love the way you talk that. about Just it, behaving like it's this temperamental child. You've oh, it certainly is. The tricks and and uh, how to cajole what you need out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, and then what else? What else you got there? I got the rye. What do you have?
1: This is our Kentucky oat bourbon. Uh, so it is um, a Kentucky bourbon that uh, has a portion of the mash bill was. Uh, derived from our from our already in in line, uh, oat whiskey, which uh, uses malted oats, uh, also a very inefficient brew, but um, but definitely changes the mouthfeel of bourbon uh, entirely. Um, and it uses a little bit of the the same components in that rye as well, so um, malted rye and, and a little chocolate rye as well.
0: So. Yeah, it's the mouthfeel in that to me, like you said, is very distinctive. I know. I was telling you, and I was talking to John Pogue, up at Old Pogue, about this, about how just just that oat addition really does have a big impact on that kind of almost viscosity of it. Certainly, certainly. Uh, but that's very good. So when, I mean, when do you think we might start seeing some of these bad boys on the shelf?
1: Uh, the oat bourbon, we are hoping uh it, uh, it should be uh, in in the cola process right now. Uh, so maybe by christmas this year i don't know um we'll we'll see uh, a good
0: christmas present
1: it, it would be great christmas presents <laughs> the uh the four-year rye uh well it's currently at three years old uh so it was the plan to kind of release maybe a, a four-year rye for our 10-year anniversary which will be in about a, a year yeah. a year and a half so yeah. very
0: cool time for a quick break everyone and also time for our very popular feature Name that distillery. This week, another challenge, another audio mystery. Where are we? Just think about it. It's pretty easy if you just really kind of center yourself, uh, quiet yourself, and get into that peaceful distilling place. Here we go. Name that distillery. What distillery is this? So there you go, some wind, maybe a hint of some rushing water, but pretty obvious if you've been to your distillers, you know where this one is. We will let you know, as always, at the end of the show. So how do people come visit you here in Bowling Green? What do you recommend? What else is there to do? What are you near? Kind of walk us through uh, from that visitor perspective. Sure,
1: Um, so we're located right on the square. at the corner of college street in maine um there was a growing number of things to do downtown uh we have the ballpark that's uh, just a hop skip and a jump away not very far uh there's a lot of things that are popping up in and around that area um to do there's a piano bar that just, just got put in down there <laughs> um there's um uh, let's see uh fountain square is just a really nice kind of public park in a small town just kind of what Bowling Green is uh there's plenty of places in and around the square there's, there's a cigar shop uh, right right on the square here as well that we uh, um know the guys and work with them quite a bit um so if you're into cigars else, uh, and
0: and what else in terms of distilleries are kind of nearby uh as far as the bourbon trail guys uh, uh
1: the guys in dueling ground are, you know 20 25 minutes south in Franklin. Um, I think our closest northern would probably be um, Brent at uh, Boundary, uh,
0: Oak. Boundary
1: Oak. And um,
0: you're not too far from MB Rollin and
1: No, about about an
0: hour and 15
1: something like that from okay. from them, an hour and a half.
0: And it's not really a bad drive at all up the parkway toward, you know, the heaven hills of the world. Oh yeah, uh, so you guys are I think sometimes our visitors think, oh, man, Corsair's in another part of the universe, but it's really not that bad at all.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, it, it's a it's a l- tiny bit of a stretch on 65, which is getting better by the year, depending on um, your you know, understanding of, like, traffic. Uh, <laughs> so depending on what time you, of day you hit 65, you're, you're pretty good for maybe an hour, uh, hour and a half drive, so...
0: What else uh, could you tell us about some of these products that you prefer? I mean, you've got so many, and it's probably hard to choose what your favorite would be. But I mean, wh- what do you typically gravitate toward? And are you more of a well, I like this more in cocktails, or are you kind of just sipping on this stuff neat all the time?
1: Well, you know, like I said, we're spirits lovers. I think every every spirit has its place, even if that place is in the trash. Um, I don't think that anything that we put out <laughs> deserves, you know, that sort of an harsh a, a harsh right. look at it. Um, but, uh, some of the experiments that we have done over the years, you know, which you'll never see, uh, you know, that's, that's where they belong and that's where, that's where they are. <laughs> but, uh, as far as like personal preference, I mean, I'm a whiskey drinker mostly through and through, but, um, I drink gin, uh, Depending on my mood, uh, depending on I drink, um, you know, I'll drink our vanilla bean
0: vodka if it's, if it's properly mixed, you know. Um, well, and some of the mixtures or cocktails that you guys have done at some of our events have always just been so creative. I mean, is that you sitting around? Or do you have guys here at the distillery that are just tinkering around? Because I always feel like you guys come up with some pretty inventive stuff.
1: Sometimes it's me, uh, but most times it's it's the rest of our, our bar staff. We have uh, a full mixologist staff on on staff uh, in our Nashville location, and, and we will have uh, a program kind of mirrored that here. So they're just tinkering there, around so there? And- absolutely. They're, they are... They are the, the practitioners of, of that. I might have, like, hmm, this would go good with something, and then they take that and run with it entirely. So like our Tiki event we had, mm-hmm. you just
0: said, hey, I need something Tiki-inspired?
1: I said, I need a, our triple smoke, a Tiki drink, and they, and they took off with it. Okay. And yeah, yeah, they ended up you know fat washing our, our, our triple smoke with coconut oil and made it that coconut it sort of character. Good. And uh, you know, it was it was it wasn't the, the super sweet kind of tiki stuff that uh, that a lot of people are kind of used to. It was more spirit forward and you know fruit essence forward. So it wasn't it wasn't sugary, you know. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, yeah. and as we talked about before, you've been around since you know two thousand seven, two thousand eight. What's been the biggest surprise to you about? the industry let's be broad i don't know if we can say just bourbon industry but you know it's specific. i don't know if it's just kentucky but what what has been the biggest surprise to you guys the biggest surprise uh is kind of how how folks
1: have kind of taken off with it uh how many distilleries that there are now um and you know uh, how many folks are actually starting to to take this experimental approach, starting to take a very local look at things. Um, The, the good places that you go to on, on, you know, in wherever you're at on vacation or, or whatnot are, are the folks that are working with their local, not only, you know, foods folks, the farms and and grains, um, you know, and it's, it's hard to say that that's a, that's a better way to, to make spirits but it's a better way to kind of think about spirits in my opinion uh it's a better way to kind of think about your where you are and how to to kind of grow your business as a local uh person in wherever you're at uh but it is um yeah there are those that haven't quite gotten there just yet but i mean it's good to see that the that the movement is kind of moving that direction so
0: speaking of experimentation what's the craziest thing you guys have tried to have you guys done like gummy bears yet or something or no i mean what's the craziest uh, thing chicory or something
1: (laughs) no we do uh let's see our goal is about is to attempt uh, 100 new spirits a year Um, are
0: you serious
1: yeah Uh, this is kind of the loose goal and and that's depending on uh you know grain bills depending on um you know production methods it might be uh you know um, a certain compound gen or you know what what thing do we want to highlight with with the spirit but um a lot of times it the craziest stuff uh, uh, gets gets the surprise and it's like wow uh,
0: we really didn't think that was going to work. <laughs> Cause I, well, I, I know in right. the tastings we've done, when we bust out your quinoa whiskey, people go, shut up, really? <laughs> and then they, they taste it and they go, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I think some of your stuff's going to be pretty polarizing, right? Yeah. You're going to find people like, oh, I love this. And people like this, this stuff is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I've always just wondered, what's the the nuttiest thing you guys have tried to, well,
1: uh, the craziest in, in recent, memory we did a uh, hopped smoked spiced gin um with uh some of our smoked grains that we smoked ourselves um and uh that one while we we were like wow this is really interesting not a lot of people knew what to do with it they were like what you know i like this but like i'm getting like smoked meat and beef jerky and, you know, and, and so, so, and some people were put off by this, you know, so that was, that was one, uh, you know, as far as like the whiskey kind of Beef stuff, jerky on the tasting notes out of be good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so that, that one was kind of, kind of crazy. Um, you know, we've done some just uh, kind of insane mash builds recently and we will be coming out. I know that we've got a cola approved and it's going into bottles this week our nine grain whiskey um or, or excuse me our nine grain bourbon which is um it has can you list all nine i i'd have to look that, this one up because uh, it, it, it's been a while since we did we did the Mashville on that one um but it is uh it, it was kind of insane that a few years ago, we won a, a double gold for this product, uh, and we we all looked at each other and were like, "How did we make that?"
0: <laughs> so did somebody write that down. So did somebody write this down? I know it's fifty one percent corn, but after right. that, it gets a little right. dicey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, I know there is um, there's triticale, there's quinoa, there's uh, a couple of, of things in it that are. That really kind of highlight uh, in the spirit, and you can tell that there's something something weird and and interesting there. Uh, But
0: I couldn't tell you all of them right off the top of my head. Well, so what else you guys got coming down the pike? Are you guys, I I, obviously, and you've you've laid out your thesis very well. The experimentation. Are you guys ever tempted to try to go down the middle and say we're going to make a single malt whiskey that's just you know, or, or we're gonna make a just a high rye bourbon, and are you still gonna? Just uh, take yeah. your, I mean, well, just to, just to see what that how that plays against some of your certainly. I mean, like, that's that's one of the
1: reasons why, like, I made the move to the Tennessee side was to really kind of solidify not only our bourbon production, um, but our we will be producing a, a Pennsylvania style rye, which okay, is cool. a, a little higher spice and character, uh, unmalted rye, so it's a uh, um, about 25% unmalted rye and then about 15% of our own smoked malt. So, uh, it, everything has to have what we deem the Corsair quality, which is the the weird factor that has, uh, that kicks it off just a little bit. Um, like we wouldn't, you know, what's the point in going out and reproducing Woodford, you know, Woodford's, doing great with their product you know right, right, why, right. why would we try uh, so um, so yeah I mean that's, that's one thing we've got several very small releases of, uh, of things coming out we do have a, a Tennessee single malt uh, which is malt that we malted uh, and or smoked depending on uh, the, the version of it uh, we have a green malt um, that will, will be coming out as well um, we have a five smoke blend of malted whiskey that uh, called Hydra. That is uh, our a, a blend of. I'm trying to think. I do know this one. <laughs> um, it'll be applewood smoked. Um, we do have an applewood smoked single as well. Applewood smoked, uh, pecan smoke, um, uh, sugar maple persimmon and one other I can't remember but,
0: yeah. yeah it seems like it's so hard to keep all this straight with it <laughs> i mean you guys must have more skews than anybody
1: yeah uh quite a few uh it gets a little maddening sometimes trying to figure it, especially if we, we forgot something on one and we're like okay which one was that the, yeah let's go
0: back to to gotcha the spreadsheet and figure out what, <laughs> what we missed so so, what's the best way for people to kind of get information on all these releases, or to come visit you? Is this on your alls website, or?
1: Uh, yeah, we will be updating uh, re- certainly releases and that kind of thing. Uh, go through Facebook and and our website at Corsair, corsairdistillery dot com, um, and then uh, some of those releases may may be. Uh, we only really have enough t- to do out of the gift shop. So right. Um, so they'll, they'll kind of be reserved for four visitors specifically. So, and how many states are you guys in now? We are in 38 I was gonna and say, I feel like you guys are really uh. about, uh, we've got a couple more coming online probably this year, but uh, that's probably all we're going to do this year as far as expansion. Okay. Seven, seven countries. I think somewhere else do,
0: So, yeah. And I know you guys got um, your NQ three license. Do you have any kind of update about when things might <clears throat> change here in Bowling Green? You guys just I think it's working your way there. That that's that
1: project's kind of in transition right now. We're not sure kind of how it's going to be set up uh, at this point. Um, really, it's just kind of handling uh, the visitor experience. We want folks to come in and try our products, not only by themselves, but not everybody, as you know, wants that. Uh, sometimes people want a cocktail. People right. want to see, well, what's, what's the spirit do in a Manhattan? What's the spirit, you know, do in an old fashioned. Um, and we'll, we'll be able to give them that experience as well. Um, as far as I, I couldn't tell you a timeline, honestly. Um, like to see it happen you
0: know uh, by the end of the year but who knows <laughs> okay so stay tuned uh, either to your facebook or website uh, as always there'll be some new product coming out from you guys i'm sure and i'm, I'm gonna be looking for this bourbon you yeah. <laughs> know soon That is really good something to look out for but clay i appreciate the time no and problem. let's go try some more of these uh exotic whiskeys all right thanks thanks That is our show, everyone. Thanks for listening. As always, thank you to Clay and the folks at Bowling Green. Always enjoy visiting. Also want to thank Campbell Johnson for the opening music. Buck the Taxidermist for our closing theme. And also want to give a quick uh, thanks to one of our sponsors, uh, Dixon Dedman and the folks at Beaumont Inn. Uh, Love going down there. Highly recommend the Old Isle Tavern. And the thing you got to do is get one of Dixon's innkeeper tastings. you got to book that. He's got a phenomenal selection of bourbons for you guys to try and just history of uh, just the whole uh, complex, really, that they have uh, with the inn, the tavern, the nest, uh, his family's history in distilling. I think you guys will really get a kick out of it, so check that out. For more information on the Beaumont Inn, go to kybourbontrail.com always keep telling a friend keep subscribing uh help us spread the word that this is out there and also of course the answer to name that distillery is the beautiful and quiet casey jones distillery in hop i'm sure you guys knew that it goes without saying but until the next episode thanks for listening and cheers